Hello, FCS Nation. It's time for your show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm coming to you from the flagship station of FCS Nation, Fox Sports, 1450 and 92.7 KGRZ in Missoula, Montana. Joining me like he does each week during the season is the co-host of this program, Mr. Stone Labanowitz. Stone is coming to you from his broadcast center in the sunny state of Florida. Got a big show for you today. We're going to hear from Brad Laird, the head coach of the Northwestern State Devils, as they get on an airplane to come and take on the number two Montana Grizzlies. And we have a new segment where Stone is going to sit down with a quarterback around the country every week. And first up for that is Mr. Mark Gronowski, the fine signal caller for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Stone, I hope you're well-rested. You had a good week. We both had a good week in the pick segment last week. I kind of texted you and said, man, I don't know if we can keep it going. And you're, <laughs> you're right on me wanting us to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So we were both six and one. And right, I, I feel like you came at me a little negative. You said, man, this ain't going to last. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's the positive energy? I think we can run it back. I think we can do the same thing this week. Well, let's just get right to the games from last week. Up first, Western Kentucky 38, Austin P 27. Stone, there were too many mistakes and turnovers for the Gubs in this ball game. They ran the ball extremely well, and I kind of don't understand why they didn't stick with that. It worked for them. When they went to the air, there were some times where it looked like maybe the Hilltoppers were expecting it. And there was one of the worst pick sixes you're ever going to see in your life, right? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. The pick six was pretty annoying to see because I think at that point they were in the game. And you're right. I felt like they were too stubborn. They wanted to stick to the game plan they had scripted and ended up working against them. But Kev, me and you pegged this game perfectly. We said it was going to be close in the fourth quarter. And I had told you Austin Reed, the former West Florida quarterback, was going to do his thing in the fourth. And the score line happened exactly how we said it would. But yeah, it was unfortunate to watch Austin P turn the ball over numerous times. And look, they ran the ball, like I said. And if you're an FCS team and, you know, you're not going to be favored in a game with an FBS squad, unless you're North Dakota State in a couple weeks against Arizona, right? Every time you can just take that ball and ram it right down their throat and stay on the field and keep the chains moving, I don't understand why you don't do that. For sure, that's key. Considering that they were 29 and a half point underdogs and they were in the game, keep the ball on the ground and don't turn the ball over. It's such a simple recipe that they did not follow. Jacksonville State, 42, number 10, Stephen F. Austin, 17, in the FCS kickoff. Stone Lebanowitz, this was about as thorough of a butt-whooping as you're ever going to see. The Gamecocks' defense was dominant in this one. The Lumberjacks barely got to 200 total yards, but they had a chance in this one. Had a chance to go up three scores. They block a chip shot field goal. And you think, man, if they can go down the field and score, maybe Jacksonville State will get taken right out of it. But that defense rose up for the Gamecocks. They stopped them, and it was all Jacksonville State from there. Yeah, most definitely. So I thought quarterback of the Lumberjacks, Trey Self, had a good start. He had an early touchdown pass where I was like, man, he's feeling it. He's in rhythm. Everything coming out of his hand is on time. But Rich Rod boys, man, they had a game plan and they stuck to it. And you mentioned a thorough butt whooping, and that's just what we saw there. I was I was pretty surprised by the final scoreline, but at the same time, I don't think it dictates what really happened in the game. Like you mentioned, it was close at one point, and if a few things go Stephen F. Austin's way, then I think we have a different ball game there. Look, and it was very poorly attended, too, for this FCS kickoff. I think it's time we bring this thing back onto campus at schools that can draw 10,000 people. It just looks bad to have an ESPN game 
and there be 5,000 people in a 25,000-seat stadium. Do you agree with that? I want more Montana NDSU-type FCS kickoff games, not like what we saw last week. Yeah, it's just hurting the FCS at this point. You know, going through social media while watching the game, they were making fun of us. It was not cool, and I think we do have to go back to the stadiums that can get 10, 12,000 people in the stands, the fans that appreciate it, because you're right, Kev, it was just not a good look. I hated it. UNLV, 52, Idaho State, 21, all running Rebels here. It was 45-7 to at the half. But give the Bengals credit, their boys never quit. And they did put together two long scoring drives in the second half. So you got to look for something positive in a game like this. And I thought that they played hard. They were just matched up against a better football team. I think it's going to be a long year for Idaho State. I agree with you. And I had told you last week, Kev, that I don't think the Bengals can score enough points to stay in this game. And that's exactly what we saw. I was even surprised that they put up 21, but UNLV just kept it on the ground, man. They were pounding them and ended with 52 points and a bunch of total yards. So I don't know really what the read was for Idaho State here. I don't know what we picked off from it, but you're right. I don't, I don't think it's a bright season ahead of these guys. Florida State, 47, Duquesne, 7. The Seminoles defense dominated an overmatched Duquesne offense, and the FSU offense rolled up over 630 yards of total offense. Good news for the Dukes. That check won't bounce, though. That is a fact. It was a little odd watching this game because I don't think Florida State necessarily did anything special. I think their starting quarterback, Jordan Travis, who's a local from down here in West Palm Beach, had 14 pass attempts, 200 yards, and and didn't throw a touchdown. And they just let every single running back on that roster, no matter what age or what grade he was in, score a touchdown. So hard to get a read for Duquesne here. They were outmatched. You can tell the kids weren't that into it. So a little odd there. But, yeah, the scoreline matched up for me. Alabama State, 23, Howard, 13 in the MEAC SWAC game. And, Stone, we both thought the Bama State defense was going to be pretty good this season. And they were just as we advertised. And they were the difference in this ball game. They made plays when there were plays there to be made. And this was a pretty good football game. It, like the Duquesne game against Florida State, was marred by lightning delays. It's just the way of life these days, I guess. But Alabama State looked pretty good, and they might be one of those teams that can challenge in the SWAC. That defense is no joke. Yeah, it was cool for me to see that defense show up because it, it, I got a sense that all of the good players knew the assignment and executed on whether it was creating turnovers or just a, playing assignment football and holding Howard to 13 points. I thought it was a really good showing by the Alabama State defense that, like you said, we both have a lot of expectations for. Secondary was great. There were not a lot of passing lanes open for the Howard Bison. Mm. And just like we said, they came up in run support and stuffed them there, too. You know, I'm not a genius, but if you can't really throw the ball and you can't really run the ball, it's hard to play football, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be very hard to win a football game, Kev. North Carolina, 56, Florida A&M, 24. Great effort by the Rattlers. They were undermanned, but they certainly were not outgutted by the North Carolina Tar Heels. I think that score right before the half really hurt the Rattlers going into the locker room there. They could have somehow held them to a field goal. Maybe they would have come out with a bit more momentum in the second half, but... That Rattler football team, man, they did something special in Chapel Hill. They showed up with seven offensive linemen, and they got after the Tar Heels for a while. Yeah, considering their circumstances, I thought they played their tails off, and they raised a lot of eyebrows and earned a lot of respect. I thought at one point when they were down, I believe, 21 and and punched one in the end zone and were down only a couple scores, 
that's when I started to see everybody kind of give them their props. And I had thought they had been playing well early on in that game. And to see all position groups in all three phases of the game, the Rattlers were playing their tails off. And I cannot wait to watch this Orange Blossom Classic uh, coming up this weekend. Me neither. Miami's going to be rocking. Aren't you going to be on the board or something for that, Mr. Lebanowitz? I believe we are broadcasting the game actually here at ESPN West Palm Beach, ESPN 106.3, so you can stream that on the ESPN app. But I probably will be running the board and paying close attention to that game. And like I said, I cannot wait. Mercer, 63. Moorhead State, 13. Mercer, they set the tone early and they scored often. The rushing attack was fantastic. Passing attack looked good with Fred Jackson. This is going to be a good football team. And you might say, well, it's against a Pioneer League team. Well, you know what? The champion of that league gets an automatic berth to the playoffs. So it wasn't like they were playing a D2 team. Moorhead State has had some good teams here recently. This was a good win for Mercer, good opening win. Way to set the tone for the season for the Mercer Bears. Yeah, 63 points paired with 625 total yards of offense. I don't care if it was a pioneer team or a team of peewee, tiny mite, Pop Warner football players. That's hard to do. So shout out to those guys. They look good. They look clean. And I mentioned assignment football earlier. The Mercer Bears put assignment football on display. They looked really good all three phases of the game. I think they're going to be a threat to contend in the playoffs this season. And Stone, when we're talking about the Florida A&M game, which we just covered a second ago, how unusual is it in FCS for a program to have one academic advisor for the football team? Did y'all have more than that at Southern Illinois? I'd say we had maybe five, maybe six, and there were people who had other job titles that had hands on deck. Welcome back to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. We're now here from Northwestern State head coach Brad Laird as his demons prepare to get on the airplane and come to Missoula, Montana to take on the number two Montana Grizzlies. Here with head coach Brad Laird, the demons opening the 2022 season at Montana. Coach, uh, hard to believe game week's here. You know, that's what we talked about yesterday. You know, it's been, what, eight months since we've had the opportunity to uh, to say game week. And, and uh, man, our guys are ready. Coaches are ready. Administration ready. Uh, the city of Natchitoches, Northwestern State. Um, you know, because you, you worked so hard since January um, for 11-plus opportunities in the fall. And, uh, and this is game one. This is the first opportunity. And um, our guys have, uh, have done a great job of preparing uh, to be able to uh, get on the plane and go to Montana. Very few of these guys, as a matter of fact, only one person on the one player on the roster has been to Montana. You've been, I believe, Coach Lockett's been. Has there been some reminiscing or some, you know, some stories to kind of get the guys ready for this trip? Because it's the first time in the Mountain Time Zone in, in ten or eleven years. First time in Montana since two thousand four. Uh, a lot of new experiences for a lot of guys on this team. Yeah, you know, it's one of those, um, you know, we'll talk about the, the atmosphere and what to expect. Um, you know, Mon- Montana does have a uh, have an electric atmosphere, and, and we're excited about that. They'll, they'll have 25-plus thousand there, and, um, you know, it's like they're right on top of you, you know. So it will be a playoff atmosphere, and, uh, and you know, so we'll – you know, we'll talk to our guys about that, but I think, um, you know, until you till you get there and experience it, um, it's kind of hard to put into words. So any season opener, you want to rely on your veterans, maybe even more so this year because of the challenge of playing at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, you look at, um, 
you know, when, when you talk veterans now, you know, we have veterans that have been with the program uh, four and five and, and six years, and, and then we've got a lot of veterans that have a lot of experience, not necessarily at Northwestern State. So I think you combine those two uh, is, is going to help this football team. Um, you know, to be able to handle the adversity in a football game, the, the highs and lows that, that go with any 60-minute game, uh, you know, that, that we're going to experience. And so I'm excited to see how we handle those situations. You know, we, we're going to look for consistency in all three phases. But, um, you know, to, to watch our guys grow within the football game is something that we haven't done since Magnesia last year. But you have been able to watch them grow in the spring and the fall, and it's certainly with five new coaches on the staff, there seems to be a maybe a bit of renewed energy around the program. It, uh, you know, when you add, um, you know, new coaches, um, when you add new players, you uh, you work to uh, to build the continuity of the team. The thing I've been most proud of is the the 50 plus uh, players that have been here. Some, you know, the last three, four, and five years. Um, how they've, uh, you know, helped mold the, the coaches and players together, the new coaches and the new players. And, again, again it's been fun to watch. You know, our, our guys have really done a great job of building the chemistry that it's going to take to be successful this year. I think you just got off a radio show in Montana. I think you said three words, win the trip. And with seven non-home games this year, that's going to be a theme for this team. Yeah, you know, that's one thing that sometimes gets overlooked. You know, we work so hard on the X's and O's, uh, but there's so uh, many other dynamics that they go into when we, you know, get on the bus Thursday morning at 9.30 to go to Alexandria uh, to, to get on the plane that, um, you know, as you look through those uh, two to three days, uh, there's going to be a lot of things that we got to get accomplished before we play. Uh, on Saturday, so uh, it's going to be important that uh, that we do a great job of, of handling the trip, um, being mature of what we need to get done prior to kickoff. We haven't really talked about too many X's and O's, but one thing that'll stand true no matter who the coordinators are, and you have new ones on both sides of the ball. Take care of the ball on offense and try to take it away on defense. Yeah, that's you know when when you look at you know games that are won and lost, you got to protect the football and you got to create takeaways and. You know, we want to be able to do that offensively, protect the ball, and then create takeaways, not only defensively, but also special teams. Turnovers create opportunities, and I know you've looked at this trip since the schedule came out as an opportunity to prepare for where you want your team to be, not on September 2nd, but maybe December 2nd. Yeah, when this schedule came out and the opportunity to go play a, a perennial uh, playoff team, a lot of our guys have not been on a plane. Um, a lot of 99% of our guys have not been to Montana. You know, so in, in, in order for us to get to where we want to get to, we got to see where we are. And I think this gives us a measuring stick of where this program is and where we want to be in December come playoff time. Finally, first time that the Demons have been there since 2004, first time they won't play in December. Are you looking forward to seeing, or I guess November or December, are you looking forward to seeing Missoula without snow on the ground? It'll be a sight to see. I can promise you. The only time I've been there, there's been snow on the ground. So it'll be uh, it'll be different. You know what you think of Montana in December to be able to play them uh, at, at you know in the afternoon in uh, in September. Much more to come here on this episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Up next, Stone Lebanowitz and I will preview some of the biggest games taking place around the country in Week One. 
Following that, Stone will sit down with South Dakota State quarterback Mark Ranowski. And directly after that will be the pick segment. I know you'll want to hang out for that. We'll be right back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Hi there, this is Flash from Bikers Against Bullies USA. And we are a not-for-profit group created by bikers, but not limited to bikers. We are committed to creating awareness and educating both kids and adults on the benefits of living in a society of respect for each other combined with self-empowerment. Bikers Against Bullies USA was started in Missoula, Montana. The very real fact is that kids are kids, and they're dying by their own hands each week due to the insidious nature of the psychological and emotional trauma created by today's bullying attempts. Our personal philosophy is that one dead child is one too many. I personally ask you to stand up, support us, and by doing so, you're making a difference. We cannot change things without you, your support, and I thank you in advance. You can get a hold of us at BikersAgainstBulliesUSA.com or Facebook. Bikers Against Bullies in USA. Winter is coming. Will you get this question again this year from your loving spouse or cute, cuddly children? Why is it so cold in this house? Can't we turn up the heat? Please listen to this. Renewal by Anderson's awesome Winter is Coming sale is on. Winter is coming. Don't suffer again. Buy one window or patio door. Get the second one of equal or lesser value for 40% off, plus an additional 5% off the entire project. If purchased on the initial consultation, it's amazing. And you'll not pay a dime for a whole year. No money down, no interest, no payments for 12 months. Payments as low as $89 a month. Invest in your home. Heating bills are only going up. Renewal by Anderson's windows and patio doors could cut your bills significantly. Please do not wait, though. This sale ends October 15th. Renewal by Anderson's winter sale is on. Please visit rbamontana.com. That's rbamontana.com to schedule your in-home consultation and get ready to hear these words this winter. It's so comfortable in here. By the way, have I told you lately how much I love you? rbamontana.com. RW Stump Grinding, Central Virginia's premier stump removal company, strives to be professional, courteous, and fair. Founded in 2017 by Reggie West, RW Stump Grinding provides quality stump removals to protect your largest investments, your home and property. Attempting to remove stumps yourself can be dangerous and time-consuming. Trust the pros at RW Stump Grinding to get the job done right the first time. Call RW Stump Grinding at 804-366-4321 or look them up on the web at rwstump.com. And remember, if a stump has you stress, call Reggie West. I'm DJ Coulter from Fargo, North Dakota. Welcome to American Family Insurance. I understand that choosing the proper insurance protection can be overwhelming. That's why it's so important to find someone you can rely on for trusted advice. As your American Family Insurance agent, I'll work hard to earn your trust, and I look forward to helping you find the right insurance solutions for years to come. Area code 701-235-6641. Or better than that, drop by and see DJ at American Family Insurance at 4215 31st Avenue South, Suite B in Fargo, North Dakota. DJCoulter.com. Clarksville Academy, a once-in-a-lifetime experience every day. Located in downtown Clarksville, Tennessee, CA is a pre-K through 12th grade independent school providing a college preparatory education which develops academic, artistic, athletic, and leadership skills. With a unique college campus-like environment, Clarksville Academy allows opportunities for young and older students to work together in shared learning experiences. To learn more about the CA difference, schedule your your personalized tour at clarksvilleacademy.com today. (laughs) 
sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. It's now time for Stone LeBanowitz and I to take a quick trip all over FCS Nation and preview some of the biggest games taking place this week. Up first, Drake is at number one North Dakota State. Stone, what do we expect out of Drake at NDSU? I don't know. We can expect much. They're 45 and a half point favorites. Cam Miller is no longer peeking over his shoulder. He's comfortable being the lone signal caller for the Bison. I don't know if the Drake can put up a fight in this one, to be honest with you. And look, North Dakota State has a tendency to handle these type of games. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't see them struggle a lot. You know, when they play San Diego in the playoffs or, uh, you know, one of the Pioneer League teams, those teams hang around for a quarter, but NDSU usually ends up doing what they do. I think we'll see NDSU work out some kinks, get some new guys in there. It'll be a good first game. Uh, Drake probably overmatched, but you know what? That's why we play the football games. And the Fargo Dome will be rocking. And I wish I was going to be there, Stone, because it's the first time that they're going to serve beer in the Fargo Dome. will be this Saturday for this football game. And I've been in the parking lot at NDSU before. And those people like themselves some beer there in Fargo, (laughs) North Dakota, I might tell you. So that'll be a good moneymaker for the Bison. And this ball game will probably be a decent paycheck game for Drake. Up next, Northwestern State. Is at number two, Montana. I'll be at this one, Stones. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think about it. Yeah, so Kevin, I had a chance to listen to Bobby Houck's press conference this week, and he brought up an interesting point. He said, with Northwestern State, it's a brand new staff. There's so much turnover. And as far as prepping and watching film and trying to game plan, he said verbatim, they have no idea what to prepare for. You know, playing in 94, 95 degree weather, which I'm pretty sure the forecast presents. I think maybe a slow start is in the works, but overall, I think there's too many expectations for this team. And I think Houck's got his boys ready to roll, to be honest with you. Well, Northwestern State has been close. You know, that was a team that Chris Cowell and I both had our eye on the last couple of seasons because we knew they were bringing guys in there that could play. And it just seems like they just couldn't find anything to bring it all together. You know, they'd, they'd play a good ball game, and then the next week they'd struggle. Brad Laird's a good football coach. I expect he'll have them ready to go. Some members of his staff have been here to Missoula to play before in the playoffs in the early 2000s. My understanding that at Red's Bar in Missoula, they covered the pool table with plastic, and they did a gigantic crawfish bowl here, <laughs> which people in Missoula have never seen before, right? So, uh, you know, kind of blew their minds. That's why it's a memorable thing. But Northwestern State will come here, and it'll be a good opening game. They'll put up a fight, and I expect this one to probably be a four-quarter ball game. Should be a good one at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Number three, South Dakota State is at Iowa of the FBS. And I know you're going to talk to Mark Ranowski later on. I'm pretty sure he's really excited about playing this ball game. You know, this is one of those things, Stone, where a lot of FCS teams, you know, if they're going out of market to play an FBS team, yeah, you get up to play that, right? But if you're South Dakota State, man, you got that game against Iowa circled because maybe you wanted to play there, right? And they didn't want you. Well, you know what? The best way to get even for that is to go out there and hit them in the mouth. You're damn right about that, Kevin. I am excited to watch these Jackrabbits go to work. I was surprised by the line that was presented. Iowa's only favored by 15 and a half points, so I'm not counting South Dakota State out of this game. They love performing in week one. We saw it last season with Colorado State when they gave them the beatdown. 
Isaiah Davis, their star running back, is healthy. And all I keep hearing about is, oh, Pierre Strong's gone. You know, Jason Eck left. These guys aren't worried about much. The Yankee twins are still there. They're still loaded on the offensive line. I'm so excited to see what South Dakota State does in the first and second quarter of this game, and hopefully they can keep it close. And I kind of do give them a shot. I love them here. Utah Tech is at number five, Sacramento State. Look, when this school, Utah Tech, was called Dixie, man, I'll tell you what, I'm surprised that if the Packers had an open date, that they didn't schedule them. (laughs) I mean, they've come to FCS, Stone, and they've played just about everybody who's good. So you got to give them credit for that. But Sac State, man, it's going to be god-awful hot there, over 100 degrees. It's going to be a a day where I think Sac State's going to want to get in there, take Utah Tech out of this ballgame, play some backups, and get out of there. going to be a miserable day and probably a miserable day for Utah Tech, too. I couldn't agree more. I think number five, Sacramento State, just completely handles business here. You mentioned how hot it was going to be. I know how tough that is to play in. And I know Utah Tech likes to air it out, so I expect a bunch of turnovers from Sac State and to keep the ball on the ground and get out of this game quickly with a big victory. McNeese is at number seven, Montana State, over in Bozeman. Look, if you follow the coaches as they've come and gone rather quickly for McNeese State, I believe maybe they finally found a guy in Goff who isn't looking to be a riser immediately. I hope he stays there. McNeese is a good, solid, historic program. They've had a lot of success there, and I would hope that they'll get back to it soon. Montana State, you had a great year last season, but that was last season. It's time to turn the page. Tommy Malott and those guys on the offense, you know they've been just chomping at the bit to get out there and play this season. It's all going to start there in Bozeman. I expect them to try to run the football and go over the top with those 50-50 balls that they were so successful at last season. And I expect this one to be a really good game, Stone. McNeese is not going to be intimidated by that environment. McNeese is going to come in there, play their ball game, and they'll push Montana State for a long, long time in this football game. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure Montana State's going to have some things to figure out early on. A few things that I noted here. Eight of 13 of their all-conference players are gone. Four starting offensive linemen are gone, and one of their go-to wide receivers is gone. So there's going to be some kinks, some chemistry issues. Tommy Malott's strength, like you mentioned, was throwing some 50-50 balls. There's going to be some problems on the offensive line, and he's going to have to be thrown to some new guys who haven't played in games before. So I agree with you. I think Magny State has an opportunity to kind of put the pressure on them early and make this game interesting. And the only matchup of ranked teams this week, number eight, Southern Illinois hits the road to number 15, Incarnate Word. And like you said in the preseason show, Stone, caught a lot of flack about ranking Incarnate Word. It's like a lot of those people who were given that flack have never heard of Lindsey Scott Jr., right? I mean, this is a guy who almost broke the scoreboard a few times at his previous stop in college football. This will be a war, and I expect Southern Illinois to need every single one of those defensive guys they brought in to shore up that side of the ball. Tough opening ball game for your Salukis. I cannot wait for this one. Expect fireworks. Two 2021 playoff teams for Southern Illinois. No Avante Cox, their lead receiver. I'm also unsure if Isaiah Hardtrip, one of the slot receivers, is going to be able to play here. I still expect them to score a lot of points. Quarterback Nick Baker is fully capable of airing that thing out. Pair him with Javon Williams. And then on 
on the other team, Lindsey Scott Jr. They're both going to break the scoreboard, and I think this is an awesome football game to tune into if you haven't planned to watch it already. Both offenses are going to go crazy, and I expect a lot of improv from quarterbacks Lindsey Scott and Nick Baker. I think there's so much to pay attention to here. A ranked matchup week one, which me and you are both not really big fans of, but I think both of these teams are capable of being deep run playoff teams, and I cannot wait. I'm going to sit my butt down and watch every single snap of this game. Walford is at number 11, Chattanooga. This one intrigues me, Stone. Nobody really knows what the Terriers are going to do on offense. We've heard they've installed the spread, which they kind of ran a little bit of last year. Going to have a different quarterback, different offense. It's going to be weird to see Walford, you know, and it has been weird to see them, you know, not run the option or at least run the option out of the shotgun. I believe they'll keep some of that and we'll see a little bit of it. But Chattanooga, whoever plays quarterback, whether it's Copeland or the Eastern Michigan transfer, will have to see. But they're going to need production. Walford will be solid on defense. They always are. I expect this one to be a low-scoring, hard-fought game, and it's going to be decided in the fourth quarter. You might say, well, why is that? Walford's picked to finish last in the SOCON. Well, unlike a lot of league, Stone, there ain't a whole lot of difference between last and first in the SOCON. This will be a good hard-fought, physical SoCon football game. Yeah, I think with a newly implemented offense that Wofford is presenting, this is the last defense in the FCS that you want to see. I think they're going to be happy to try to defend the spread. I think they have their way with them here. I think it's going to be a really, really tough test for Wofford, and I don't think they're going to like the film they're watching days coming after the game. Tennessee State travels all the way across the country to take on the number 13-ranked Eastern Washington Eagles. Two new quarterbacks in this one. Draylon Ellis comes from Austin P. He'll start for Tennessee State and Gunnar Talkington. Man, you have to try to replace Eric Barrier. I think if you're Talkington, the first thing you have to try to do is not to try to replace Eric Barrier, right? There's only going to be one of him. Do what you do. I think Aaron Best will be a calming influence and just have him do what he's capable of. I expect this to be a really good football game, Stone. Eddie George brought in some dudes. This is not the Tennessee State team that we saw last year, and they weren't bad last year. They were in the OVC race up until the last couple of weeks. If you think this one's going to be a blowout, you got another thing coming. This is going to be a close ball game. I'm excited for it. I've always been weary of naming a starting quarterback a few days before the game, and that's what head coach Eddie George did, named Draylon Ellis, like you mentioned, a former Austin P. governor. It's just a little odd to me, and I think a team as prepared and as battle-tested at Eastern Washington, even though there was a new quarterback under center, I like their chances here. just because there's a lot of guys on the offensive side for Tennessee State that haven't played before. And you're right, Gunnar Talkington, you're not Eric Berrier. You have to play to your strengths and earn the respect from your team organically slash the hard way. So I look for Gunnar Talkington to kind of act out, do his thing. And I look for Draylon Ellis on the other side, kind of have a slow start. And we're going to see him try to figure things out as it goes. And and I don't think that's a winning recipe. Number 14, Southeastern Louisiana is at Louisiana of the FBS. Man, we could just replay that Tennessee State Eastern Washington deal here, couldn't we? I mean, you're trying to replace Cole Kelly. Nobody can replace Cole Kelly. Going to be an interesting ballgame, FBS opponent. But you have to figure, Stone, that these two schools try to recruit the same guys, right? The divide isn't all that big between the level of player that Southeastern Louisiana is going to get and what Louisiana is going to get. So it ain't like they're LSU, right? So, I mean, who can ever win this one? I mean, when that coach is sitting in somebody's living room next year, and they're trying to recruit against one another. This is going to be a big deal. 
Those are two really good points, Kev. I love it. Yeah, don't act like these players on, on, on opposing teams don't know each other and haven't grown up with them or played each other in high school. You bring up a really interesting point there because when that's the case, you're getting full effort out of these guys. You want to prove to these coaches, hey, you should have recruited me, and hey, I'm a bigger, I, I should be playing at LSU and whatnot. So there's a lot of animosity here. I have trust in Cephas Johnson sitting behind the two-time All-American Cole Kelly. C-Law is no stranger to airing it out and scoring a lot of points. So expect some trouble early on for Louisiana Lafayette if Cephas Johnson has some success in the first and second quarter. Number 19, Richmond is at Virginia of the FBS. Well, I know one thing, Stone. Richmond's going to score some points with that VMI duo, Yudinsky and Harris, quarterback and wide receiver respectively. Can they stop Virginia enough is the big question. I think if I was a betting man, I might hammer the over on this one because Richmond's going to score. Yeah, I think hammering the over is a good idea. Problem is, I am a huge fan of Brennan Armstrong, Virginia's quarterback. I think he's a Heisman dark horse. I expect him to just put up prolific numbers all season long. And I hate that it has to be against the Richmond Spiders. But like you mentioned, they can score some points too. So I think hammering the over is a really good call. Florida A&M versus number 20 Jackson State in the Orange Blossom Classic from Miami. Going to be hot. Florida A&M is going to be down players again. You would have to think Jackson State and depth would be the key to this football game. Yeah, there's so much going on here. I'm going to watch this game just as intently as I am going to watch the SIU Incarnate Word game. I mean, it's the Battle of the Bands. Travis Hunter's debut. Deion Sanders' son is just a menace at the quarterback position. There's so much on display here. And like we mentioned earlier, FAMU played some good ball. I think they're going to come into this game with a lot of confidence. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Stone will sit down with Mark Ranowski, quarterback for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. And following that will be the pick segment. I know you'll want to hang out for that. We'll be right back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Everybody has a stump. Stumps in your yard can be an eyesore, a hazardous obstacle, or a home for unwanted pests. Don't put up with them anymore. Call the pros at RW Stump Grinding, Central Virginia's premier stump removal company, and get those stumps removed today. Founded in 2017 by Reggie West, RW Stump Grinding provides fast, friendly, and professional removal of unsightly stumps. Call RW Stump Grinding today at 804-366-4321 or look them up on the web at rwstump.com. And remember, if a stump has you stressed, Call Reggie West. Tory Pines Pub in Las Vegas, Nevada. Whether you're looking for a cold drink on a hot day or a place to try out that hot hand when you're feeling lucky, Tory Pines Pub has what you're looking for. Tory Pines Pub caters to sports fans and hosts Montana Grizzlies games every football season. Not only are you going to find the Grizz on TV, but if you ask them, they'll put on whatever FCS game you want. So when you're in Las Vegas, make your way to the corner of Tory Pines and Lake Mead Boulevard to the Tory Pines Pub and tell them FCS Nation sent you. Tory Pines Pub.com. Winter is coming. Will you get this question again this year from your loving spouse or cute, cuddly children? Why is it so cold in this house? Can't we turn up the heat? Please listen to this. Renewal by Anderson's awesome Winter is Coming sale is on. Winter is coming. Don't suffer again. Buy one window or patio door. Get the second one of equal or lesser value for 40% off, plus an additional 5% off the entire project. If purchased on the initial consultation, it's amazing. And you'll not pay a dime for a whole year. No money down, no interest, no payments for 12 months. Payments as low as $89 a month. Invest in your home. Heating bills are only going up. Renewal by Anderson's windows and patio doors 
dollars could cut your bills significantly. Please do not wait, though. This sale ends October 15th. Renewal by Anderson's winter sale is on. Please visit rbamontana.com. That's rbamontana.com to schedule your in-home consultation and get ready to hear these words this winter. It's so comfortable in here. By the way, have I told you lately how much I love you? rbamontana.com. Blaine McElmurray specializes in bringing your dream home to reality. Blaine and his team have been building beautiful custom single-family and multi-family homes since his return from the NFL in 2003. And Blaine hires only the best subcontractors to work on your home. Blaine has competed in the Parade of Homes only two times, but in the those two times, he's won six of the eight awards. Give him a call. If you can dream it, he can build it. To see some of his work or for contact information, go to McElmurrayHomes.net. That's M-C-E-L-M-U-R-R-Y Homes.net. Let McElmurray Homes exceed your expectations. If you're ever in Traverse City, Michigan, stop into Brick Wheels, one of the best bicycle stores in America. You can enjoy that beautiful part of these United States on a bicycle. Road bikes, mountain bikes, fat bikes, even electric assist. And if you go into Brick Wheels and you say, go Grizz, go Bison, go Cadets, or whatever your FCS team name is, you'll get 20% off your purchase. So if you're in Traverse City, Michigan, go into Brick Wheels, talk some FCS football, get 20% off. That's Brick Wheels, Brick wheels.com for more than 30 years the ncaa division one football championship subdivision has helped athletes achieve their dreams the dream of playing football and hearing the home crowd cheer time after time the dream of competing for a national championship the dream of an excellent education the dream of becoming a leader and the dream of playing the right way with sportsmanship ncaa division one football it's not a dream Come see for yourself. Are you played by foreclosure? Well, here at Jim Lott and Matey, we can stop your foreclosure now. We're a mortgage rescue company, and for the small fee of everything you hold dear, we will negotiate with your lender on your behalf. Call Jim Lott and Matey at 1-800-YAR-YAR. That's 1-800-YAR-YAR-YAR. If you're facing foreclosure, talk to the right people. Speak with HUD-approved housing counselors free of charge at 888-995-HOPE. Brought to you by NeighborWorks America and the Ad Council. Thanks for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Stone Lebanowitz here, and every week I've decided I'm going to talk to a quarterback. And the very first one I got is one of the best quarterbacks in the FCS, and Mark Gronowski, head man of the South Dakota State Jack Rabbits. Mark, what's going on, man? How's it going? Glad to be here. As we get close to the season, I can't help but to see. You guys got the Iowa Hawkeyes this Saturday noon on FS1. I'm excited because I feel like every time you guys go head-to-head with an FBS team, you help put the FCS on notice. You help bring all the limelight. You guys are on national television week one, and I remember what you guys did last season to Colorado State and in the spring before that. So, so what does Iowa look like? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Iowa is all obviously a great team, uh, great defensively, uh, not as great offensively as years have seen, but um, really excited to see their defense. I mean, they're one of the top defenses in the country. And they're a very simple defense, but they're just very sound up front. And they got a bunch of good guys on their team, like Riley Moss, 
Jack Campbell and all those guys. But um, I think we got the weapons and stuff on the outside to really put it to them. And uh, I'm really excited what our team can do this year. Sometimes media, we, we try to trick players and coaches into, into answering questions like this. But looking at your guys' schedule, I mean, it's tough. You guys are picked second, obviously, to finish in MVC. But, you know, what game have you circled on your schedule this season? And, and I know there's got to be one. Which one is it? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. It's definitely this one week one. Uh, ever since I committed here, I've been I've been looking forward to it. Uh, Iowa told me I wasn't good enough to play there. They gave me a walk-on spot, and um, I basically am really looking forward to playing them week one. I've been waiting for it for the past three years almost. Wow. I didn't expect that answer. I didn't know Iowa had uh, offered you a preferred walk-on spot. So a little, uh, little extra confidence, a little extra chip on your shoulder here for this one coming up this Saturday. Mark Gronowski, again, quarterback of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Mark, you haven't played since the spring of 2021. Your team led by Chris Oladokun last season, 11-4, and lost in the semis to Montana State. What has sitting out last fall done to you as a player? And I'm asking X's and O's as well as mentally. Yeah, it was it was really tough to sit out like that because I've never sat out for an entire season before uh, with an injury, especially of that extent. And it really gave me a chance to like sit back and just really understand the game more. And just sitting with even Chris Oladokun, he kind of taught me a lot of like how to watch film and how to start reading defenses better through film watch. And um, also just getting a ton of mental reps in practice every single week helps so much with um, just having a pre-snap plan when you're coming up to the line, really knowing what you're doing and um, understanding how to read defenses pre-snap and uh, how to game plan for defenses as well, which has been awesome. But um, also just kind of taking a different toll of it is learning a little bit more about leadership from an outside perspective uh, and kind of understanding guys in a different way and not being able to be that guy on the field leading but also from the sidelines as well, which is a different part that I wasn't really used to before because I've always been on the field playing. So it was a cool aspect to learn. But overall, I think I really learned a lot just how to watch film and defenses especially and just how to read them. You mentioned Chris Oladokun. I want to talk about guys that have left, right? Jason Eck, your guys' offensive coordinator, who's a big reason of your guys' success. He's now gone. He's at Idaho. Pierre Strong is gone. Chris Oladokun is gone. I bring up these guys' names, and, you know, as you check social media and you're listening to interviews, I keep hearing, oh, Pierre Strong's gone, so we're going to have to see what, you know, they can do offensively with it just being Mark. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did uh, we forget who Isaiah Davis was? Can you tell us what to expect from Isaiah Davis this season? Yeah, I mean, everyone saw a little bit of it when Isaiah started getting a lot of the light uh, in that championship game two years ago. I don't know. A lot of people still remember that run that he had. That was a phenomenal run. There's a couple, but, stiff, uh, the couple stiff arms down the sideline. Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> yep, yep, that one. That was absolutely nasty. One of the best runs I've ever seen. But he, he didn't have to end up playing a lot last year because he had a broken collarbone mm-hmm. for 11 weeks of the season. So a lot of people ended up forgetting about him. But he has the hardest work ethic on this team. And uh, he's hungrier than ever and similar to me that he just wants to get back on that field and finally play a full season again where he's, he is the RB1. And it's going to be really exciting to see and watch him play. Looking forward to that as well. A couple more questions for you here, Mark. I read an article in Mason McCormick, one of your guys' best offensive linemen. You know, he said, it's calming to have Mark around again. There's no highs and no lows. He's been here. He knows what he's doing. You know, is, is building a relationship with your offensive line something that is a priority to you? For sure. I mean, really just built like when I came here my, my entire goal was just to build relationships with people and uh, I always have a special interest in the offensive linemen because obviously they're protecting the quarterback and 
a happy line, like a happy lineman is going to make me happy because then I get to survive really in the pocket. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I really try focusing on building them up and bringing, trying to get the best version of them out of, uh, themselves really. And really trying to build that trust between us that I can trust them, that they're going to basically protect me. And then they can trust me that I'll make the play with them, uh, given their full effort in every single play. And what's really cool too, is we have a little tradition that we're going to do that we did the year prior. And that I'm going to start again this year is that taking off the lineman for uh pancakes on Sunday morning Ooh. after some home games. So I love like to eat and, you know, give them some reward for the games that they're playing for me. So yeah, yeah, they got to appreciate it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, last one here, Mark, who's a name on your team, whether he's on offense or defense that we don't know that we will, by the time the season's over. Huh. I mean, we already got a bunch, we got a bunch of big name guys already, like the Yankees, Tucker, right. Cra- that, uh, Tucker exa- Kraft. Right. That's exactly what I wanted to ask the question, right? There's names that we know. You guys are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. You guys are going to be on TV, but you're going through camp right now. There's one young kid acting up, going crazy <laughs> on offense or defense. that you're like, damn, he's going to be good for this this year. Who is that guy? I got two guys for you. Um, I think it's going to be the, the, he's a, he's a third guy in our tight end room, Mike Morgan. Uh, he, everyone, there's a lot of shine on the two top tight ends right now, but Mike Morgan is just up there with the rest of them and he doesn't get as much light and he's going to be a really big factor. He's going to make some big plays for us this year. I believe if, uh, Tucker or, or Zach need breaks, but on the defensive side, um, Kale reader, he's actually a safety of ours and he played a little bit of freshman year. He ended up starting somewhat, uh, this past year, but he's made big strides and uh, I'm really excited to see him play on the defensive side um, this year. Awesome stuff, Mark. Stone LeBanowitz of FCS Nation here with Mark Gronowski, the signal caller for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Mark, appreciate you for your time and good luck this season. Thank you. Appreciate being on. Well, we're going to take a quick break and when we get back, we pick the games. Last week, me and Kevin both went 6-1 and and we're looking to do the same thing. And in the meantime, you're listening to FCS Nation. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Nation on the Palmetto Radio Networks. Now time for my favorite part of the week. This is the pick segment where Stone Labanowitz and I'll go head to head and pick some of the biggest games taking place this week. Up first, Drake is at number one, North Dakota State. I like Drake covering the spread, but they're still going to get blown out. Give me the Bison 52 to 14. Stone, the Bison will be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want. I hate the Drake here. Take the Bison at home, 38 to 3. Northwestern State is at number two, Montana. Montana wins this one 35 to 20, Kev. 
This will be a typical first game, Stone. It'll be close for a while. Northwestern State will hang around, make 26,000 people in Washington Grizzly Stadium, including yours, truly a little bit uncomfortable, but they'll pull away in the fourth quarter, and they'll win 31-13. Number three, South Dakota State is at Iowa of the FBS. I love South Dakota State's chances. Hopefully, Gronowski and Isaiah Davis and the Yankee Twins can put some points on the board, but ultimately, Iowa's going to win this one, 31-27. The Hawkeyes should be afraid, very, very afraid. The Jackrabbits, they can beat them. I expect this to be one of the tougher, more physical football games you've ever seen. But the Hawkeyes have a few more dudes. That 85 versus 63 thing is going to be evident with about seven, eight minutes to go in this one. I think they just wear the jacks out in the fourth quarter. Take Iowa at home over South Dakota State, 27-17. Utah Tech is at number five, Sacramento State. Sacramento State's going to coast to a big victory. I expect a lot of points. They love being ranked inside the top five preseason. So this is week one. I think they let everything fly. I like them 40-28 to here. Sac State just has too many offensive weapons for Utah Tech. That's a tough game football team, but they'll be overwhelmed. Take Sacramento State at home, 38-13. McNeese is at number seven, Montana State. Yeah, to be honest, Kev, I, I, I see lot struggling a little bit early on, just trying to do too much. Coming into this game with a lot of expectations, coming off of the semifinal run last year. I still like them to come out of this victorious. Give me Montana State, 28-21 over McNeese. Pokes are going to be a good football team this year, but I think Montana State has a chance to be a great football team again. Tough game, but I like the Bobcats in Bozeman. If this was in Lake Charles, Man, it'd be a toss-up. But in Bozeman, take the Bobcats, 28-17. Number eight, Southern Illinois is at number 15, Incarnate Word. Like I mentioned, expect fireworks. They're going to break the scoreboard. Give me SIU, 42. Incarnate Word, 38. Tough one to pick right here. Both teams can really light up the scoreboard, as Stone has said. But I think Southern Illinois has a bit more on the defensive side of the ball. They'll make one more stop than Incarnate Word will, and the Salukis will win. In a shootout, 42-38. Wofford is at number 11, Chattanooga. Yeah, I like Chattanooga here. Like I said, I don't think Wofford can do enough offensively, especially with a brand new spread scheme. I like Chattanooga, 35-7. Third new offensive system in as many years for the Terriers. Wofford defense should be their strength this year. I think this will be a sneaky good game. But take the mocks at home over Wofford, 24-17. Tennessee State is at number 13, Eastern Washington. Give me Eastern Washington in this one. Looking for a good game from Gunnar Talkington. Give me them 30-24. to 24. The new quarterbacks in this game, Ellis for the Tigers has experience and Talkington for the Eagles does not. That'll be a difference for a while, but take Eastern Washington on their red turf to pull away. Eagles 42, Tigers 21. Number 14, Southeastern Louisiana is at Louisiana. Calling for an in-state upset. Give me C-Law 27-24. to 24. Not me, sir. I think it'll be a good ball game and they'll put up a lot of points, but I like Louisiana in this one in a shootout though, 42-38. Number 16, Delaware, is at Navy of the FBS. Navy's just going to control the clock here. They're bigger up front, but we will see Delaware score a few points. I got Navy, 30-17. to 17. Again, hate to disagree with you, sir, but it don't bother me all that much. <laughs> Look, beating Army, that covered up what was a pretty dismal season last year for the midshipmen. Delaware was also not happy with how 2021 ended. Entered Delaware head coach Ryan Cardi. I believe Navy will have to make some plays in the passing game to win this one. I don't believe they'll be able to do it. Upset special of the week, Blue Hen 
wins over Canoe U, 24-21. Number 18, Mercer is at Auburn of the FBS. I'm excited to watch Auburn quarterback TJ Finley go to work. And I'm also excited to see Mercer try to put up with the work that he's given them. Give me Auburn, 48-21. Much tougher opponent this week for Mercer. Auburn isn't an especially good SEC team, but they'll have all kinds of talent, Stone. Auburn wins, 38-14. Number 19, Richmond is at Virginia. I like Brennan Armstrong, and I like the Virginia Cavaliers, 42-24. to I expect Richmond to score a few points in this one, and they'll put a scare in Virginia. But the Cavaliers will win, 35-24. Florida A&M versus number 20, Jackson State in the Orange Blossom Classic. Give me Jackson State in the Battle of the Bands. I think there's just too much offensive skill for them to lose this game. I like Jackson State, 38-24. to I like Jackson State, too. Going to be a hot and muggy day down there in Miami. Florida A&M is down a lot of players. They won't have a lot of depth, and that'll be the difference. Take the Tigers over the Rattlers, 28-24. Number 21, Northern Iowa, is at Air Force of the FBS. Air Force, 14.5-point favorites. I like them by 15. I'm going Air Force, 28. UNI, 13. Panthers have a new offense, and I believe it'll wind up being a good one. And this will be a good way for them to work some kinks out of it. They won't win the football game, though, but they'll hang around. Take the Air Force, 31-21. to 21. And that brings us to the end of another episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. FCS Nation is produced by Mr. Justin Swallows, co-hosted by Mr. Stone Labanowitz. The marketing director for FCS Nation is Miss Stacy Marshall. On behalf of all those good people, I'm executive producer and host Kevin Marshall, thanking you for making FCS Nation a small part of your football week. And like I always do, y'all, I'd like to remind you that life's a lot like football. You play by the rules and the penalties won't kill you. Until next week, so long, everybody. Join local business and conservation, Caledonia Forest, in helping to save our forests and wildlife. Become an official forest ambassador and support their mission to open a wildlife and conservation park in every state across America. Their first park will open here in Clarksville and provide our residents a beautiful and magical place to visit the forest, have close-up wildlife experiences, walk through stunning gardens, and be a part of various educational programs. Every second of every day, a football field size piece of forest land is destroyed. Visit CaledoniaForest.com to learn more about how you can support their important mission.